Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. My name is Alex and this is Rob. Hello. And after last week's cracking episode, Rob, we got a, we set a high bar for ourselves because that was one of our best episodes. Yeah, I think that's, that's very true. And uh, if anybody is listening for the first time, then stop and go back and listen to last week's episode and then you'll really want to listen to this one even more. But uh, it's a podcast all about local news. Um, and when we say local news, we mean that Rob and I are mining local newspapers, as are our listeners, for those strange, weird, banal, sinister just stories which I think you only find in local news, mainly in this country. Because what I'm realising, Rob... The really the re- the reason we don't get a lot a lot of emails from international listeners is because when I go out there to other countries mm. and try and look around, I don't think they have the kind of local news journalism that we have in this country. I think we're idiosyncratic possibly, possibly. like that. Yeah. I don't think there's any other country, for example, just to give you an example of some of the stories we've had in the past. I don't think there's any other country, Rob, which has done what one of your papers did, which send out its journalists on a, nun- a lunch break to look at ten random things and write them down into an article. Yeah, I don't think true. anybody else has done that in the world. Are you saying that there's not some random uh, newspaper in, I don't know, country off my head, New Zealand, who sends out the reporter to a different fish and ship shop or whatever the national delicacy in New Zealand. And has them taste it in a van. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. we had. Um, I doubt it. But if there are any Kiwis listening and you've got some weird local news stories, submit them to us because we love an international listener uh, and listener story. And we had one last week because every week we do feature a uh, listener story of the week. Didn't we, Wasn't it from Ireland last week or was that the week before? Um, no, it was last week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, Rob, so should we? have you got anything to say? No, Any no, updates? No news nothing. No. nothing. No tweets, no... No. Right, okay. Well, here we go. I mean, no doubt you have been hearing about this, so I've got to cover it. I've, if I just say the word, well, I'll just start. Bournemouth Echo. This is down in uh, Bournemouth. They call it the Daily Echo. They call it the Bournemouth Echo. I'm not really sure what it's called. Um, I can't read out the date, but it's very recently because their new banner thing that I told you about. Of course, yeah. Doing it. But you, I think you know what I'm going to talk about, and I'd be very surprised if you don't have a story about this as well. I, I deliberately haven't. So I think I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about clowns by any chance. Yeah. I've got three clown stories <laughs> yeah. in a row. Well, that, that's. Why did you deliberately not go there? Because it was in every paper, and I, I, I anticipated that you might feature a clown story. And I, I thought well, this, this is going to be... get very clown heavy very quickly. <laughs> this is going to be the year, isn't it, of the clowns? Because, what, what, you know, we had the. Uh, the the meme of the that was rampant through local news about people finding um, um, out of date food in supermarkets. Yep. I think I think this year or for the the, the latter half of this year, you know, it's going to be clowns. So here we go, killer clown craze. Man grabbed and dragged along Bournemouth Street in late night attack. Yeah, police are investigating the incident, but no arrests have been made. A spokesperson for the force said we were called at eleven twenty one p.m. on Friday, October the seventh, to reports of a man being attacked by a clown in Richmond Park Road. Nothing was said by the offender, who ran off after the incident. He was wearing a black and brown wig, a clown painted face, a yellow jacket, and black trousers. The victim declined medical attention. Leave it. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the attack has happened amid a national killer clown craze which has seen a spate of incidents involving pranksters or criminals dressed as clowns trying to scare innocent bystanders. The culprits are said to be following a trend that started in the US in late summer. Dorset police said they had received a number of reports of members of the public being scared by people in clown costumes between Friday, October 7th and Sunday, October 9th. They happened in Bournemouth, Christchurch, which is my, where my parents are, and yep. Blandford. Um, while it is obviously not an offence to wear a costume in public, the uh, North neighbor, Bournemouth North Neighbourhood Inspector Dave Cooley said, we would ask people to think about their behaviour towards others and what impact it may have. Antisocial behaviour and any actions that cause fear and distress will not be tolerated and could constitute a public order offence. Uh, 
Elsewhere in the country, Thames Valley Police dealt with 14 reports in 24 hours and a masked man carrying a knife jumped out on a group of children aged 11 and 12 while they're on their way to Hermitage Academy in Chesterley Street, County Durham. Do we know what's caused this? Where this well, has I've come got, from? Well, you could argue that it would originate with Stephen King's It, which was a horror film. Yeah. But there was another film which I happened to watch with a babysitter when I was very little. And I think the babysitter made a mistake in renting it out. Is this a horror film? <laughs> yes, and it was called Clown House. And it was absolutely horrific. Right. All I remember is it ended with an axe being buried, a bloodied axe being buried in the head of a clown. Alex, how old were you? I can't remember, but I think it left a lasting impact. Mm. Comments. And I've got some great ones this week. Okay. As I've been having a lot recently. Mm. Manergy says, let's start another trend. Anyone dressed as a clown scaring people gets the shit kicked out of them. But that cures it. Yep. So that's one answer. Catherine Cherry says, hopefully they will pick on a trained martial artist and then the outcome you and most of us want will happen. Yeah, so, ninja clowns. Ninja clowns. Hotel Motel says, what are the police doing? Nothing. They should be searching all the circuses in the area and also questioning local hairdressers to see if anybody has come in and had a corkscrew perm dyed bright orange in the last week or so and arrest anyone called Chuckles or Bozo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mark B says, apparently Dorset Constabulary are using plained clowned policemen to, cha- oh. to, to catch the miscreants. Rob, that is awful. Plain clowned policeman, <laughs> as a pun on plain clothed policeman. I, quite, I, I like that. But what is a plain clown policeman, Rob? It, it's it's uh, it's a, a policeman who. No, I'm out. Well, well, fitting with your rather poor performance there, um, Limmy Cherry says. So a clown does something that isn't remotely funny. Nothing new there, then. No. <laughs> um, can I just say you asked where it comes from, Rob? But something just suddenly hit me. You read out a story about a month ago, maybe slightly more about a very mysterious UFO sighting. And the man who spotted the UFO said that inside the UFO was an alien with a large orange perm. Yeah. A clown, Rob. Well, oh God. <laughs> How did I make that connection? It's aliens. It, it aliens are inspiring. What they're doing, they're using mental mind manipulation to get human beings to dress up in clown outfits and it's going to start the disintegration of our species. I mean, that would be... I mean, that would be terrifying, to be fair. And it's I'd just like to say, that. just to entice you to listen to this podcast next week, that man will be making an appearance yet again. Can't he make an appearance this week? No, we've got one for this week. It's going to be next week. Oh, fuck. That really <laughs> fucks me off that I've got to wait. Okay, here's another one. New shopper. Can't say the date. A couple of days ago, we are recording on the... What, what, what is it? 12th it, of October. It is 12th, the yeah. Amongst yeah. You. Update. Scary clown killer with knife chased little girl to school in Hither Green. Can I just say, right, so the story that I read, which was, again, slightly sinister, happened in Chelmsford, and apparently two men were walking out some bushes and random uh, and asking random children to a birthday party. Ah, oh, fucking hell. I mean, I was talking, like, 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 seriously, who doesn't think that dressing up in a clown outfit, holding a knife and jumping out of somebody out of a bush is a criminal offence? Yeah, who that's thinks a that's fair game? And also, who is exploiting this as well? Because, I'm sorry, but these could be the sex offenders. Sorry, listeners, I'm trying to keep it yes, light. But... Yes, Mr. Daily Mail. Horrified <laughs> with the green mama said her daughter came And home immigrants. T- came home terrified after a knife-wielding clown chased her to school. This is just the latest report in a strange craze that involves people dressing up as gruesome, creepy clowns and terrifying passers-by that have spread from the UK to America. I don't know if there's an episode title in there. Mm. Lucy Cherie Fraser said that her daughter was walking through Manor House Gardens in Hither Green on the way to school around 8.10am yesterday. She posted on Facebook... My daughter was walking through there this morning on the way to school. There was a guy in a clown mask with a knife 
waving it around in the dog park. I think that's the knife he was waving around. Yeah, it? yeah. I'm not sure. Sense, it's not yeah. clear. He then chased her and a friend to her school. My daughter is now frightened to go to school. Please keep your eyes peeled for these clowns. And if you see anything, then call the police. Um, officers have been called to a string of incidents in which pranksters or criminals dressed as clowns tried to scare innocent bystanders. Met Police Officer Commander Julian Bennett issued a statement on killer clown incidents in London. Three of Sorry, which... no, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he issued a statement on killer clown incidents in London. Yeah, which three of which, which meet the threshold of a criminal offence, Rob. He right. said, Our primary responsibility is in identifying and investigating those incidents where a criminal offence has occurred. However, antisocial behaviour can leave people feeling scared, anxious, intimidated. I'd urge those who are causing fear and alarm to carefully consider the impact their actions have on others, which is very similar to what the other person yeah, said. Yeah, more or less identical, actually, say, I would say. Yeah. Whilst we do not want to stop people from enjoying themselves, it's important that while they are having fun, to remember to act in a responsible manner and understand they could be prosecuted if a criminal offence occurs. I don't think that you can say that... I mean, these people aren't enjoying... Well, they might be enjoying themselves, but... I don't know, I... I, I... I don't get this. <laughs> Comments. The Professionals 1970, oh, who's our God new favourite. God's sake, now it gets worse. Great, another stupid and dangerous American craze in Britain. The government needs to ban its latest craze as soon as possible before somebody is seriously killed or injured. School children and innocent members of the public have a right to go about their business without flaming idiots posing fear everywhere. Welling Resident 75 says to him, how on earth can the government, note it has a capital G, because he didn't use the capital G, right. ban this? You are seriously deluded if you think this is even remotely possible. Professionals 1975 is back. They can ban it, actually, if they choose to. The same with the now-banned knives from America and other crazy things from America that the government have banned. If you bother to check online and read the news, come on, Theresa May, ban it now. Welling Resident 75 says to him, so how did I just manage to buy new knives last week? <laughs> the wall says, but if they ban clowns, that means you will be banned, Professionals 1970. And if you bothered to check, you would know that we have public order offences that, that will cover this. There's no need to ban it, you clown. Fair enough. Everard Edbutt says, incorrect, this craze was started in the UK over three years ago in Northampton, not in America, and he leaves a link. Really? Mm-hmm. Are, the, are we covering that story? Uh, we're not. Okay. Um, the Professional 1970 says, I think you're wrong, it did come from America originally, and what you're referring to was that of it where it began three years ago in Britain. So yes, essentially it has been going on for three years, another nonsensical remark. He yeah. continues, it's only recently it got worse and out of control, and this craze originated and was popularised by Bat, Bat, separate words, Bat, Mans, Man's The Joker and Stephen King's It, spelt I dot T dot. Right. Also, <laughs> criminologists have linked this craze to organised crime and terror, of which there are three main types: anarchy, acts of terrorism, crimes against the public. <laughs> I think he goes on the internet and researches a lot. Bob Job seventy eight says it's Batman, not Batman, and certainly not Batman's. You sir are an utter cretin. And the wall says to the professionals 1970, it's Batman, not Batman. Also, I dot T dot is wrong. You just need to write I-T, you clown. Yeah, I, I must admit, I didn't realise that Stephen King had released a film called Information Technology. <laughs> nor, nor did I. I think it was a follow-up to Artificial Intelligence. Right. Um, just a, anyway, uh, and Ted Just Ted, which is the commenter's name, which nice. is brilliant, That's Ted good. Just Ted, yeah. says, I've had to advise my wife to tone down her makeup until this craze dies down, or she could find herself in trouble with the police. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. And last story, which is short, from the new shopper again, from yesterday, I believe, Jake Bacon is a reporter. Man runs for his life from killer clown in Belvedere. What well, can I just ask? Uh, they're not killing, uh, as far as I'm aware. They haven't killed anybody exactly. yet. Exactly. So they're making Call assumptions. Him. Yeah. So well, threatening clown, maybe. We shouldn't We shouldn't give them the oxygen of propaganda, should we, Robin, of publicity, by calling them killer clowns. Exactly. Because it's making because them more threatening than they are. They're going to have to live up to their reputation sooner or later. You're right. If you tell somebody they're a killer clown, they will be a killer clown. Exactly. 
A strange craze involves people dressing up as gruesome, creepy clowns and scaring passers-by spread to the UK from America. A terrorised resident called Michael was walking through a field in Rutland Gate on Sunday night when he saw a clown dressed up in blue lights from a distance. That would be... Fucking terrifying. Could be the UFO man, Rob. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, the UFO alien. In the footage, he says, this is what I see. Some... Footage? Yeah, there was footage. Lovely. This is what I see. So... I haven't got it. This oh. is what I see. Some random lights on the field. Fuck, it actually looks like somebody is standing there. What the fuck? This is where I've got to go home. Oh, shit, you'll never get what this is. The clown approaches Michael, stops, laughs, and begins to chase him. Two days after the incident, the chef told me, shopper, I ran for my life when the clown approached me. What they're doing is stupid and annoying. Some people do it for fun, but there are others who take the piss. Commander Julian Bennett has spoken out about it, as I said. But what's interesting about this story, Rob, is in the comments something is revealed, which is... Oh, God, it's going to... Bobber Job 78 says, are we meant to take this seriously? Michael is not exactly Bobby De Niro. I hope his cooking is better than his acting. So basically they're saying that if you watch the video, it's patently just a setup. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And Best Baz says, for fuck's sake, new shopper, your reports get worse. Please treat your readers with respect. If none of your pen pushers cannot see this as a setup, the readers can. This is total excrement. <laughs> Uh, and uh, just to finish Rob I won't read it out just so you know uh, another cat was found beheaded and discarded on the roadside in Bromley so the cat killer strikes again a real killer this time not a fictional killer is there any possibility these two things are linked so you're saying that it's going to emerge that this this M25 as they're now calling it cat killer who beheads and dismembers cats is going to turn out to be a clown well he's definitely a clown but I'm just saying is it linked could be (laughs) Now, Rob, I can see you laughing there as you look at your story and it's making me jealous because I want to know what it is. You told me you've got some good stories this week, so come yeah. on. Well, this was from the Croydon Advertiser. Now, I can't remember what story linked me to, or got me onto this story because this is from last year. But I had to feature it because it's, it's just brilliant. Um, there's no journalist listed. It's from the, the 24th of September 2015 and the headline is Nearly Naked Grumpy Old Woman Glues Bum to Croydon Department Store in Bizarre Protest. <laughs> That is a bizarre process. Like, how did they describe her again? Uh, a nearly naked, grumpy old woman. <laughs> right. Okay. So, a nearly naked, grumpy old woman glued herself to the department store window in a bizarre protest in Croydon town centre this afternoon. <laughs> oh my god! The protest has been staged by the the self-styled woman's grumpiest old woman 2015 outside Debenhams in North End. Okay, I know that Debenhams. Right. Okay. Yeah. How old is old? Uh, does it say? Sometimes it doesn't they... say in the article. I don't think. No, okay. it doesn't. No, I would say she. Hmm. I don't think she's that old. I'll have a look. What do you think? I reckon she's probably in her fifties, maybe. She's not elderly, for fuck's sake. Oh, uh, you know. Want to see again? Yeah. Now I'd just like to say she's a lady she's... sitting on a bench, naked. Right. So she's got she's that... got a wig. Yeah, that's not a, a pube wig round her. And she's and also she's wearing, wearing a, a wreath. She's wearing a sash. A sash. Round her, like the pageant people, but saying world's grumpiest woman 2015. But she, yeah. Okay. It's bizarre. Um, the woman, who the advertiser understand is, is called Kay Bishop, told our photographer she was staged the protest because she was fed up with everything. Right. Uh, police attended. What Debenham's got to do with it, Rob? So, so Rob, Rob, just to be clear, this is obviously a mental health issue. Yeah, you've got or, a woman walking around naked with a pube wig on, with a sash that says "World's Grumpiest Woman 2016," super gluing her ass to windows of Debenhams. <laughs> what makes you think she had mental health issues? Well, see, this is yeah, anyway. Um, police attended while the woman had glued her bottom to the Debenhams window, but she had removed herself from the area. 
Uh, Devon, I suppose, said an How? If she was glued to the window. It was probably like a Pritt stick or something. <laughs> Which is even oh. more desperate, actually. Um, also, what I can't understand is, obviously, the picture here is her sitting on a park bench. Maybe she's glued to the bench. Maybe she's still there, Rob. Maybe, maybe. Maybe those people who ended up sitting in the bins in Croydon that you read out were actually glued in those bins. That's a very good... Maybe this is just some sort of weird... Pro- like maybe the it's clowns. the clowns. Yeah, maybe this is some sort of weird protest. It. Could be, could be. Um... A Debenhams person said that the incident involving a woman did take place outside our Croydon store. It's great to hear the customers liked our window display so much they'd like to be <laughs> like to be a part of it. Uh, we can confirm that she'll be not be she would not be a permanent fixture. So it's good to know that Debenhams have a sense of humour about this. Kind so of what thing. was the protest? It doesn't say. They didn't try and interview the woman. This is this is journalism, is it? They didn't ask her what's the protest. Do you need to? What, who she, who awarded she her? She said she's fed up with everything. Who awarded her the prize? Well, most grumpiest woman to the I think she may have awarded herself that prize, Al. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, my second story, which I also enjoy, was from the Essex Live website. Now, uh, this was by uh, Joe Sturdy. Good name. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this always is from, reliable, yeah. always firm. And this is from October the fourth this year. And uh, the headline. Go on then. Chelmsford dog returns as ghostly smudge on owner's door two years after death. Just the phrase ghostly smudge. That's a good name for a dog. <laughs> what, ghostly my smudge? Dog, ghostly smudge. <laughs> Actually, you're right, it is. Chelmsford pencil. I love these ghost stories. You're going to show me a picture of a door with a, a mark on it that looks nothing like a dog. Aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Chelsea Pensioner, a beloved pet dog, may return from the dead, disguised as a smudge on his owner's back door, which again is a euphemism. <laughs> uh, Wallace, a black dog. Yeah, he is a Wallace. Yeah. He fucking is. <laughs> a 12 year old Scottish Terrier passed away. Oh, yeah, that's two the dog's years name. Ago. I thought that was the owner's name. No, yeah, that, no, it's the dog's name. Passed away how long ago? Two years ago, and has been sorely missed ever since by owner Gilbert Donaldson and his second dog, a Jack Russell named Pepper. And that's who he worked, right? What was the other dog called? What was the dog that died called? The dog that died was called Wallace. Wallace. And um, as in like Wallace and Gromit, obviously. And the new dog was called Pepper, which apparently uh, was also missing the first dog. It's the name of my cat when I was younger. What, Pepper, Pepper or? Pepper. Pepper, oh, okay. Mm. Still Good missing to know. <laughs> He's dead, Al. Well, I know that. I've accepted him. I'm just saying I miss him. You don't need to rub it in. Oh, you missed him? I th- sorry, I thought you said he's missing. No, well, he's uh, yeah, missing, presumed dead. Okay. I assume all these years later he is dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Al. Um, anyway, back to the story. But over the weekend, the 71-year-old lives in Time Close, Springfield. Obviously not from The Simpsons. There's a lot of Springfield. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, that's probably true. Apparently they chose that name because there are so many Springfields that nobody, that, that nobody, that people wouldn't say, okay, it's definitely here. Oh, because it's so ambiguous? Yeah. Oh, okay. Not ambiguous, what's the word? So, ubiquitous. Ubiquitous, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, he made an amazing and bizarre discovery. I was sitting here eating my dinner watching the telly. I looked across and said, What's that? Gilbert said. As soon as I looked at it, I couldn't believe what I couldn't believe what I'd seen. It's Wallace. That's <laughs> definitely a Scottish terrier. There's no other dog that could be and there's no other dog it could be with ears and a long nose. It's incredible. I can't work it out. It doesn't make any sense. Do you have a picture of Wallace when he was alive? No. Right, let me look up what a Scottish terrier looks like before I look at this okay. smudge. I keep looking and thinking, I'm going around the twist. <laughs> yep. See, 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 there's something about this since finding the eight. Oh, that's long... a Scottish terrier. Yeah, a Scottish. Oh yeah, okay, oh, they're yeah, absolutely beautiful. They are very pretty dogs. 
Since finding the eight-inch-long mark on his rear patio doors again. <laughs> Fuck it, eight-inch-long mark on my rear patio doors. Oh my god, this is full of it. Okay, yeah. Gilbert's is... family have all come round to inspect the discovery. Is this our most? Okay, yeah. Okay. He's going into a home shortly after. I rang my son. So they've come to inspect his rear doors for tw- for an eight-inch-long smudge. smudge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I rang my son, son-in-law, and he laughed and said, "Have you been drinking?" But he came round and he couldn't believe it. Uh, I've ne- I never believed in glo- in ghosts, but I'm starting to believe it now. Well, it's not a ghost; it's a smudge, mate. Where's the ghost? Ghost it's, it's a ghostly smudge out. No, but no, a ghost is a, an apparition, not a smudge on a door. So it's not a ghost. He needs to believe in. He needs to believe in something else. Yeah, okay. He needs to believe in smudges. I was once down in Norfolk, and I thought the cloud formation looked like a person, but I didn't take a notice of that. No, that's not. This is different. That, yeah, it is different. You don't need to mention that. <laughs> I keep thinking this is unexplainable. <laughs> Why did he feel what the need to point that? <laughs> he once saw a cloud formation that looked like a person, but he dismissed it. He dismissed it, and this, but this this woke him up, Rob. This incident. I wonder if I can, can clean you read the that quote again because it okay. was good. I was once down in Norfolk, and I thought the cloud formation looked like a person, but I didn't take any notice of that. But this is different. Keep going. Uh, I keep thinking this is just unexplainable. <laughs> I wonder if I should clean the window and I should st- and uh, still leave it there. I don't want to rub it off. Uh, is that another you? Right. Well, nobody. I don't think you need to be doing that, mate. What you do in your own private time is up to you. <laughs> it's not condensation because I'm not have heating on. My son-in-law was wondering if I'd open the door and put my arm on the window. But I haven't opened that door in six weeks. I could have done it with my arm. It would have been impossible to do so. I can't explain it. If someone can explain, to- <laughs> sorry. If someone can explain to me how it got there. I would love to know how please, or why. Please tell me there are comments. There's <laughs> not. Because if this was the new shop, I would be flooded with funny comments. Alex, he continued, I think it's great. It's nice to be reminded of Wallace. I just can't understand it. It's unreal, but brilliant. Now, the time has come for you to see this dead man's dog. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my eyes and you're going to hand me the phone and then I'm going to look at it. Would you like, now? I'll give you the option. Would you like the man standing next to the smudge or just the smudge? Just the smudge, just then the I'll smudge. see this bozo. Okay, right. The clown. <laughs> We're full of clowns this week. Okay. Okay, I'm closing my eyes, you're handing there me the you phone. There you go. You have to say something, Al. <laughs> it's quite obviously a... Um, a... A um, a smud of bird shit <laughs> on it's bird shit, Rob. <laughs> it's the colour of bird shit. It's the texture of bird shit. It's bird shit. It is also not in the shape of a Scottish terrier, which I've just looked up. I mean, he's presuming that that bit is the nose. But if you look at it that way, that would be two ears, the nose. It looks like a wolf. Yeah, it does. Look it, like a wolf. I'm afraid that is that is not. The dog. It also looks like the state of Texas, if anyone's interested. It does. But, Rob, do you not just think that's bird shit? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I Can I see the picture of him with it? Actually, now you say it, yeah, that, it's could, bird be, shit. that could be bird shit, actually. Yeah, it's bird right. shit that's dried after being doused there. So he is now worshipping... Oh, and he's... Oh, so... This is you man... Could... Who... Rob, he supports Tottenham Hotspur. Of course he's a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> Yeah, there's a picture of him standing there, this rather sort of toothless simpleton, <laughs> standing next to, and the, the, the patch is rather large, it's, it's bird shit. But if it brings him comfort, Rob, who are we to... Uh, 
Exactly. Look, this man is, he's already said he doesn't believe in ghosts, he doesn't believe in, cl- in cloud formations, but this, this is the smudge of his dead dog. Okay, Rob. Almost as an oversight, there's no general anaesthetic this week. Okay. Um, um, I've got too many stories, but this is great. This is from the Daily Echo. I can't read out the date. Oh, no, I think it was, I think it was yesterday. If it would have been the 11th. There's no journalist listed. But it's a great story, a great little story. Bus driver threw glow card at student. A glow card is like an oyster card down there. Oh, okay, right. At student in foul mouth rant, then told yellow buses to stick their job. He works for Yellow Buses. Company. Right. Okay. So, a bus driver launched a foul mouth rant at a 16 year old girl and said he was sick of passengers, quit his job. <laughs> yellow Buses, which oh. is a company, has apologised to Ella Haywood and has confirmed the driver responsible for the incident has left the company. Ella, a student at Bournemouth and Poole College, boarded the 1B service in Christchurch High Street on Wednesday morning to travel to college in Bournemouth. She has a prepaid Glow card, GLO, right. but the driver mistakenly issued her a single fare. Ella, a former pupil of the Grange School who lives in Peppercorn Close in Christchurch, told the Daily Echo he just started shouting and swearing at me, saying he would have to pay for the ticket and he was sick of passengers. <laughs> there was That's one, a brave gambit, isn't it? There was one more woman on the bus and when she told him to stop shouting at me, he got even worse. He swore at her, then threw my glow card at me and told us both to get off the bus. Nice. All the time he was right in our faces, swearing and shouting and I was getting really scared. He completely lost his temper when the other woman reminded him that he was on his own CCTV. <laughs> Ella, who studies medical science, said that she and the woman got off the bus, then watched as the driver appeared to call yellow buses and tell them to stick their job. (laughs) He then changed the number of the bus to A1, a service which operates between Bournemouth Town Centre and Bournemouth Airport, and sped off from the bus stop. Does that imply that he just went and got on the plane, Rob? I really To nowhere. This is a man who's just... It's like falling down. Exactly, thank you. Um, Jenny Wilkinson head of marketing and customer excellence at Yellow Buses said head of customer excellence said this was totally unacceptable behaviour we fully understand upset and distress cause and have apologised unreservedly to both the passenger and her family right because obviously they're affected too of course yeah the driver involved is no longer an employee of Yellow Buses Ella's mum Rebecca Saunders said she hoped the incident would not put her daughter off from travelling by bus in the future this could easily have knocked her confidence she said which obviously concerns me as as Ella can't drive yet and the bus is her only way of getting to college. So, how much confidence do you need to get on a bus? <laughs> yeah, but this is knocked how it. old is she? Rob, this has knocked it. She says, I was upset when she called me to tell me what happened. I was shocked a grown-up like that had taken attitude to a college student. To be fair, Ella's also a grown-up. We, <laughs> we all have a bad day. She's going to college. She's not going to fucking primary school. <laughs> we all have a bad day occasionally, but the driver shouldn't have taken it out on Ella. I'm relieved the other lady was there to intervene. What a sweet, sweet mum. <laughs> There are comments, aren't there? There are 122, and I'm not reading any of them out. 122 comments? Yeah, they, 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 I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't sift through them all. But I've had this story for weeks, um, and I don't want to leave it, because it was just one of these little gems, I felt. Um, so it was about three weeks ago. New shopper, Greenwich phone box set to become mini workstation for entrepreneurs on the move. Fucking <laughs> right. hell, okay. Fitted out with Wi-Fi, plugs, a printer screen, wireless mouse and even a hot drinks machine, the mini workstation is aimed to attract workers on the move. The concept named Podworks is being launched by New York company Barworks, Inc., at two phone boxes in the capital. So the old red phone boxes... Right. ...like that. And that is a mock-up of what it's going to look like inside. And I want you to make comment. Let me read the story, because I do want to... Okay. 
The first to open in London next month include a phone box near the Mitre in Greenwich High Street Road, High Road, sorry, and a pod opposite Senate House in Russell Square, Central London. Right. For a fee of £19.99 per month, users pay for membership to Podworks Club, which gives them access to any workstation. The company is also planning to turn other BT phone boxes, which are no longer in use, into workstations and gradually expanding the concept into major cities across the UK. Barworks CEO Jonathan Black said, Entrepreneurs and others constantly on the move need a convenient, affordable and private place to work. Why should they sit in Starbucks or any other coffee bar when using one of our pods will allow them to truly focus on their job before an important meeting or presentation at less than the price of two cups of coffee a week? So I'm going to show you the picture, which I want you to describe for the listener of their mock-up. And I now want your observations and what you think of this story. (laughs) Sorry, before I describe this, have we just stepped into a parallel universe? (laughs) Is this not a wind-up? This no, is completely legitimate. This is April Fool's. This is happening, Rob. This is happening right now. £19.99 a month. I mean, I've already signed up. So you go into this thing for an hour, and you sit in a phone box by yourself, <laughs> which is an office. Well, I'm not even sure there is a way to sit, Rob. I don't well, know if there's a seat. I'm guessing that's what that is, that, that stump there. But It's not a very large working area, is it? No. No, it's because it's not. It's not. You're working in a phone box. In the dead of winter. You know... It's going to be fucking freezing. And you'd look really strange. You'd look... You'd look like you're mentally ill. <laughs> you'd look like you were checking out the, the cards with the Alex, this is, this, is the, this is day-to-day. This, well, this is, is this a sign of the end of the world, Rob? And when also, things like this happen? I'm sorry to say, these are going to be ransacked to the first opportunity. Someone's going to break into these and just stole... <laughs> <laughs> steal all the stuff that's well, the presumably they'll have a special card to get in, which you'll get if you've got your 19.99 a month. But the thing is, if they've only got two, and you're a member... And there are lots of members. You're not really going to get to use it, are you? No, of course you're not. Or unless you're going to travel, you're willing to travel way out, your, way out of your your way what? to go to the, these pods, whatever the fuck they're called. For the first time in your life, Rob, you, you agree with the professionals 1970? Oh, because the professionals 1970 says what the Dickens? Wow, workplaces and office spaces are getting much smaller. Must be something to do with rent or rates or limited space in the capital. How do you even work in it? And what about toilet facilities? Must have to use a bucket. I just, I, I can't imagine it. if you were someone who was... Uh, an executive. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just going to step out of the office for a few minutes and just get to my, my, uh, my workstation. No, no, Rob, you wouldn't step out of the office. You'd, you'd use it on your way to an important meeting. You'd have to run around London and finding one of these two pods. And you'd sit in a phone box for an hour. And they say that's preferable to sitting in Starbucks. I don't really see how. Yeah, I mean... Well, maybe, actually. Yeah, well, in some ways, maybe. Actually, but... I think I'd take solitary confinement over Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Rob, it's time for our listener story of the week. And you've made me very happy, Rob, because you told me that this story happens to be... It's dinosaur-lated, yeah. Which means, as you know, I get to play something I've played many times on this podcast before, the Jurassic Park theme tune. Yeah. Let's just listen for a bit. I think that's enough. Right, so this story was sent in by Craig. Now, it's from, yet again, our listeners... How's the abattoir been, going? Uh, yeah, he hasn't said, actually. Oh. Craig, fill us in. Um, but, yeah, as I said, our listeners are scaring other local papers for stories. And again, this is I like this. It's like we've got roving reporters out there in the fantastic. field. So this is from the, the Express and Echo, which covers Exeter and the surrounding area. The story is by Alex Richards, and it's from the 28th of September 2016. Headline... Exmouth police want to identify a woman pictured performing sex acts with dinosaur. Uh, whoa. 
I'm playing Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, and? This is my childhood you're ruining. Yeah. Rob, wait a second. Where did you say this was? Uh, well, this is obviously Exmouth. Next. What's the name of the paper? Uh, it's the uh, Express and Echo. Wow, we've never featured a story from this. No. And it's come up with a gem, a woman performing a sex act on a dinosaur. Yeah. Questions. Number one, dinosaurs don't exist anymore. Yep. So that makes me wonder about the how the you know the, the, the how accurate this story is. But go on. I'm, are you, are you concerned about consent? Because I don't think this dinosaur consented to it. I'm well, dinosaurs don't exist. That's a good question. If this is a real dinosaur, then it's one of the, then in, in her performing the sex act, it's one of the greatest discoveries of humankind because it turns out dinosaurs aren't extinct and they still live among us and we can clone them, Rob, and use their DNA to make more. Alex, wind it in. Sorry. Because that's not the case, unfortunately. Police in Exmouth are trying to track down a woman who performed a disgraceful act <laughs> with a model of a dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, I right, live right near Crystal Palace Park, where, as you know, it's very famous for its dinosaurs. Yes. This, is, this is ruining my childhood on so many levels, Rob. <laughs> Please stop. A disturbing image showing uh, an individual naked from the waist down straddling an, F- an Exmouth dino child model was met with shock and disgust after it was shared on social media yesterday. I'm assuming you have the picture. Yes, there's a picture. Oh, good. Yes. yes. <laughs> a second photograph showed the woman exposing herself in a pub. But that's unrelated. Were dinosaurs present there? Or? No, unfortunately not, no. Are you sure? There weren't any old geezers there who we might describe as dinosaurs? Good question. Don't know. Um, several residents reported these images to the police. Sergeant Richard Stonecliffe... It's not the woman who stuck her ass to the... No, it's not, no. no well, it's I mean, you can't tell from the back of her, unfortunately. It no. might be. Um, I didn't see her ask when it stuck to the display in Debenhams. Richard, uh, sorry, Sergeant that, Richard Stonecliffe... On that, can Stonecliffe. I just say, we didn't mention that, but if you had been in Croydon Debenhams, yeah. and you would be walking through the shop and you'd just see this arse stuck to a window, I wonder how many people noticed it. But, I, mean, I wonder if anybody asked the shop assistant, also, where can I get one of those? Logistically, how would that work? Because obviously, she was standing there, as we saw, with the, the, the obviously exaggerated muff, uh, whatever you choose to call it, pubic area, just wearing the sash, with her arse sheet stuck to a window. Yeah. There's your logistics right there, mate. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh, so, as I said, Sergeant Richard Stonecliffe of Extra Police uh, neighbouring team said, We've been made aware of two pictures that were posted on social media this week which appeared to show a woman exposing herself while undertaking a disgraceful act in public and exposing herself in a local public house. Inquiries underway and we attempted to identify the woman in question. Sergeant Stonecliffe also warned members of the public of the dangers of sharing photographs and the cells on social media. Blah, 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 blah. Um... He added, we recommend the members of the public think very carefully before posting images on social media, as I'm sure you can understand. Uh, now, there we go. Right, okay. After seeing the image, one parent told it the echo, I was so worried as, pe- as children play with those dinosaurs, I was disgusted. I feel sick to think children were anywhere near the trail. The model involved is a baby T-Rex and an egg, popular on the family trail. It is located beneath the balcony. Balcony? Beacon, sorry, and already been damaged by vandals that month. Organisers of the Exmouth Dino Trail said, I, c- I saw the image on social media and I was completely disgusted by it. It's clearly a deliberately posted photograph of a very mature adult engaging in a sex act. A very mature adult? Does that mean she's old? Uh, again, you can't see. From Let's the see the fucking pictures, Rob. Okay. Come on. Well, I've only got one picture. I've only got one of the pictures, I said, and you can't really see what she's doing. Oh, come on. 
Right. Where's the dinosaur? So that's the dinosaur. The black dinosaur. It? I think she may be... Um... Is she inserting the dinosaur into herself? Yes, yes, she is, yes. But we must be able to find this online. What, you have a look? What is it? Woman, sex uh, act, dinosaur. Yep. God, I might find dino porn. God, I hope that doesn't exist. The sun. The sun will have the picture, won't it? Yep. Now I reckon. Do you know what the sun's headline was? Jur ass ass ick park. Brilliant. Shocking moment woman is picture forming sex act on dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god. Oh fucking hell, that's a lot more graphic. Holy so, shit! Fucking, <laughs> so just to explain, listeners, this is a woman like sort of So she's got her legs apart, right? She's standing with her knees slightly bent, legs apart, a bit like if you were about to take a dump, but a bit higher, standing a bit higher yeah. than that. Over a cracked dinosaur egg. The, du- the, 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 the dinosaur inside the egg doesn't have any head. So that 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 broken stump, Rob, was the thing that she was putting inside there. Which doesn't look hygienic. Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. So, uh, John Thorogood, who is the expert dino child, said, whilst we have some <laughs> damage to dinosaurs... Uh, describe for the listener. Caution, please do not climb on this dinosaur. <laughs> or, or on the dinosaurs. Oh, God. Did she do it to any others? Doesn't say. Um, so on the 21st of August, since then, dinosaurs have been defaced, they've been graffitied, and they've been broken, and certain members of the public have performed sex acts with them. Why? So we've got Obviously killer clowns yep. scaring people, people defiling dinosaurs, and people beheading cats. This surely is, Rob, a sign of the end. This is the end of days. I mean, I know the Bible wasn't that specific to talk about these, but you know, maybe there was some allegory in there about this. Um, well, on that chilling note, Rob, very chilling note, we leave this episode of Local Anaesthetic behind. I mean, we're on episode 193 now, so we look forward to an extra, uh, with, an, with a mixture of eager anticipation, yet trepidation, to our next episode, which will be episode 184, as we move ever more forward, Rob, like... Like a man, a grown man, taking him down himself down to a costume shop, ordering a clown outfit, going home, picking up a kitchen knife, donning said clown outfit, and going with knife to hide in bushes to wait to scare children. Just like that, Rob, we move ever more forward. We're not implicating. So, just to be clear, if the police are listening, we're not implicating ourselves. I've never worn a clown outfit. In fact, I did wear a clown outfit once, Rob. As I, do you know, I once, um, I once, <laughs> I'm not joking. As a twelve-year-old was our, no I didn't wear dress as a clown I got a little bit it wasn't particularly good into magic and I was asked as an 11 year old to do a children's birthday party for little toddlers where I had to perform my magic act for 45 minutes and I seem to it was a Paul Daniels magic kit and I seem to remember some of it went well but I seem to remember some of it really not going very well it's just come back as a memory so I have entertained children at a children's birthday party as a magician Rob and I decided that was not the career for me. <laughs> I literally have nothing to say to that. <laughs> well, you do have something to say, Rob, because it's time to say goodbye to this episode. Do you know what I've been thinking? La, 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 da, 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 da. Bye, Rob! I really enjoyed listening to Jurassic Park. I wasn't really listening to the story, I'll be honest. I just need to say this. Just... Bye, Rob! What okay. do you want to say? Sorry, I'm so excited. Oh, well, no, I, I appreciate you need to go, because obviously this episode is over. I'm just thinking that maybe... This episode or this podcast will, in years to come, become prophetic, 
We've been anticipating that all the things we've been reporting on are possibly the signs that will lead to the rapture. And maybe when we hit 200, that's going to be it. This is going to be the end of days. Thoughts? I think he left about a couple of minutes ago. Right, okay. Fine. I think he had something. When it to happens, go. <laughs> when it happens. Yeah. I'll be right. I'll be a savior. I, sorry, well, I didn't hear any of that either because I was having to let him out. So. Right, okay. Yeah, but um, I'll listen to it when I do the edit. Eight I'm sure whatever you said. Eight episodes to go. That's all you've got. <laughs> um, we can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. And that is a great website because it allows you to download our entire back catalogue. You can There's a search bar. You can look for episode titles. You can try and find out which episodes you want to listen to. And you can download all of them. And there are links on there to Facebook. And if you want to go to Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. If you want to go onto Twitter, it's L, uh, at lapodcast. And if you want to submit us a story, you can send it to lapodcast.net at gmail.com. We want to hear them. We want any listener stories you've got. And we've got quite a backlog at the moment. We, have, saying. Yeah. we need to, we need to do a special episode. So do we need to do a special episode of them soon? Yes. Or should we keep them for the 200th episode? Now that's a good that's idea. That's a better idea. A, two, a 200 episode, a, episode 200 listener story special. There you go. Look, there you go. Just straight off the cuff. Now right the question is, do you want to save the story about... Uh... No, no, no. If you want, well, right, okay. I still think it depends <laughs> on the... No, because that's eight episodes to go. I can't wait. It's only been sent through today. Helen, thank you. But uh... last week, last week you were sitting in the car with me before I drove you, dro- drove you to the station and you, you got a, a story come through. And you it was our story about it, a dinosaur. It, it was that story <laughs> about a dinosaur. I see. And uh, if you go onto like your podcast app on your Android device or on, 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 on your iDevice, on your Apple device, you go to the podcast app and you search for Alex and Rob or LA Podcast or Local News, we should come up. And from there, obviously, you can download our episode, subscribe or leave a review. And we'd appreciate you doing all of those things. And there is a donate button on the top right-hand corner of our website, lapodcast.net, where you can donate to the worthy cause that is this podcast. And can I also just say we do have a YouTube account where there are four videos, nice Seven, eight-minute videos, piecemeal of some classic stories with images that were very lovingly crafted. We've had some great feedback on them, so if you want to watch them, go and see them. And I think, Rob, that brings us to a close. I think it may do. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. God bless. And keep it local. (laughs) 